You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason, and on today's episode, we have returning guest Lucinda Morty, who is super awesome, and she answers the call for help through Mental Health Association Oklahoma's Mental Health Assistance Center, and those numbers right off the bat are 918-585-1213 and 405-943-3700. You can also email us at info at mhaok.org, and that service is available 830 to 5. Monday through Friday. So with all that being said, Lucinda, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thank you, Matt. Okay. So what we're going to do, this is going to be a mini episode of the Mental Health Download. And what we're doing today is about 15 minutes with Lucinda, and she is going to answer one question, which is one of the hottest questions that she can think of. So I think the, the biggest question I've had lately is how to access services during a pandemic. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed is individuals who have obviously been informed by their provider that their offices are currently not operational, as in the way things used to be prior to the pandemic. And so a lot of calls that I've been receiving lately are for individuals who don't know where to turn. They don't know who to call. They tell me the provider office is closed. Um, I need to see my therapist. And so I've been working more intensely with individuals across the community, both here in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, as well as other areas across the state to get connected with their therapist. So I've been doing a lot of self-advocating for these individuals on their behalf. Um, because they're, they have a lot of concerns. There's a lot of anxiety. You know, they're already feeling overwhelmed already, not being able to leave their home and doing shelter in place. And so they don't want to be without services. And so, of course, that heightens the anxiety that they feel, um, as well as uncertainty and concern. So when people do reach out to me and I let them know, um, this is what we're going to do. And I walk them through that process. And so obviously the first question I want to find out is where are they receiving services at? Who is their therapist or case manager or clinician? Um, And then I get to work. Um, I start making those phone calls, reaching out so that the caller doesn't have to worry about trying to navigate um, a phone system, you know, unsure of how how am I going to reach this person? Is it going to just go to an office line that they have to check their voicemail or is it going to their cell phone? Um, because there's a lot of questions out there that people have of, you know, they, they don't want to um, obviously overstep their role as a client and have access to their therapist's cell phone number. Um, so a lot of therapists don't give that information out. And so um, it's been an interesting journey, I must say, um, and I've also enjoyed it as well. I've gotten to know a lot of clinicians um, and providers across the state that I normally wouldn't connect with or maybe would see at a conference or at a meeting. So it's been nice to have a little further interaction with them and give them an update on what's going on with their clients and the concerns um, that the client has about continuing with their therapy services. Um, what's also been interesting is we're, I think, in a time where um, you know clinicians also want to keep that boundary for professional versus personal. And so a lot of us are dialing star six, seven before we make phone calls out. And so what that does is it comes up on someone's caller ID is either anonymous, unavailable, or no caller ID. And most people, as myself as well, often don't typically answer those types of calls because usually they're a telemarketer. Um, So for some of these individuals, they don't answer the phone. And if they don't have their voicemail set up, the clinician can't reach out to them. So 
uh, we've gotten creative and come up with times and days for the clinician to connect with the client where they feel comfortable uh, taking that phone call, knowing that it's going to come from a, an unavailable number that's going to show up on their caller ID versus the agency that would probably typically show up on their landline. Um, so it, it's, I think in the beginning, a lot of people um, were just concerned. They just thought that every office had closed down um, that our entire state had closed down. And so I think it took a little while for people to realize that, uh, no, it hasn't closed down, and this is what we're going to do to connect you. And so part of my role during this time also has been working with my team to keep updated information about our resources and our providers. And so um, we've been keeping an internal spreadsheet along with our social service lines around what people are doing during the pandemic. Um, you know, when their offices are going to be closing uh, in terms of physical face-to-face -face contact, uh, when are they going to have access to a virtual platform and what virtual platform is that? Um, you know, all of those questions that, that the community would typically ask, we started that right away. And I think that puts our community at ease because they realize that they have someone they can reach out to. Um, and that we're going to get them connected. So, um, I really enjoyed that, that piece and, uh, it's interesting that callers do call me back and, and say, thank you, Lucinda, so much. I was able to reach my therapist and we've got everything set up and my next session, you know, and they'll usually tell me the date. And I just tell them if they run into any issues or concerns or, you know, any problems or any other further questions, they can definitely reach back out to me. Um, and I think that also is, is good for networking. You know, it, it keeps providers to know that we're also a support for them during this time as well. And, and so that's been um, also kind of nice to be a part of. Um, I feel very honored, honestly, to be in my position right now and still being able to answer that call for help and get people connected. Nice. Okay. So give us some of those resources that you would want someone in Oklahoma to reach out to. Sure. So um, some of the additional resources outside of Mental Health Association um, is also 211. Um, both Heartline in Oklahoma City and 211 here in Northeastern Oklahoma. They answer those calls 24-7. Um, they are also working directly with the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, where uh, mental health calls um, that maybe someone needs to get connected right away to treatment, maybe when we're not available, or if there's just a higher need where we um, necessarily may not be, be part of that referral process, which is definitely okay. They will refer those directly on to the Department of Mental Health uh, through the what they call the warm line, which is basically a handoff uh, to a mental health professional to get someone to connect you to treatment right away. Uh, same thing with COPES here in um, Tulsa area, particularly Tulsa County. Um, they are also answering those calls as well on behalf of the community. So if somebody has an issue or a concern or something's going on, a crisis in the middle of the night, they can reach out to the COPES line. And those calls are also answered 24-7 um, when, you know, other organizations may not be open or available. And so, again, I think it takes all of us to work together to continue to make sure that we fill those gaps that we have in our services um, and really streamlining those conversations so that, that even though I might be calling 211, um, that they will get handed off appropriately uh, with with actually a very minimal call drop. Um, I saw some data here through 211 with Northeastern Oklahoma last week and was very impressed um, at how their volumes of calls have, have literally increased tenfold 
and their drop call rate um, has actually reduced significantly. So I think, again, it's, it's all of us working together, making sure that people can access help. Nice. Any online resources you would direct people to? Sure. Um, so online resources, definitely 211. They do have updated information about providers uh, related to the pandemic. Obviously, that information uh, comes directly from providers to, to 211, uh, which has also been, you know, again, a blessing, I think, for us to where there's a hub. Um, so that's definitely important. Also, the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services is also um, has information on COVID-19 and resources. And then if somebody has questions or um, wants to know more information about symptoms, departments, Tulsa Health Department, Oklahoma City Health Department, they also have information where you can call directly um, if you need to get tested. Uh, so, you know, I, I know even for myself in the beginning, I just typed in COVID resources in Oklahoma. And that came up in my Google search because in the beginning, I didn't know what I was searching for. Uh, so, you know, and then again, people can always call us and we can also direct them um, if necessary. And we can make those warm line calls as well. Any other advice, tips that you would give people who are feeling a little overwhelmed by navigating the mental health system right now? Sure. So I would say um, reach out first and foremost. If you don't get a call back, uh, reach out again or try another resource. Don't give up. Uh, we are all answering the calls and we are trying to get to our calls as quickly as possible. Um, I have a goal in, in terms of uh, working with my direct supervisor of either same day or following day uh, to get a hold of someone um, because we just never know the call volume that's going to come through. So also too, you know, be patient with yourself, but if you find yourself in a crisis situation, definitely reach out uh, to, you know, um, the, the phone lines that answer 24 seven. Um, they can definitely direct you immediately uh, with very minimal wait times. So don't don't hesitate, um, definitely reach out and and know that, you know, we're, we're turning corners day by day and to, you know, again, stay present, be mindful of the moment, uh, don't get too far ahead of yourself, and we're all going to get through this together. So as we wrap up this mini episode of the Mental Health Download, still going to wrap it up as we always do, which is our guest to share a bit of wisdom and then close us out with our upgraded May's Mental Health Month rallying cry, which is be a part and go do good things. So Lucinda, take it away. All right. Hang in there. We're all in this together. Stay positive. Find one thing that you're grateful for every single day. And yes, go do good things and be a part. <laughs>